Day 40, April 16th, Personal Failings, Promised Redemption. You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, and how you can still come out of it. Maya Angelou. Holy Saturday is the day we don't know what to do with. We remember Monday, Thursday. We weep on Good Friday. We exult on Easter Sunday. But on the Saturday between those two momentous days, we wait. Jesus' body had been taken down from the cross and received into the hands of his mother and friends. They had hurriedly wrapped his body in their love and laid him in the tomb. The stone was rolled, the door was shut, death was sealed inside, and they waited. And we wait. For this is not only a story about Jesus. It's a story about the deaths and losses of our lives. We've all been there. Some still are. Franklin Pierce is one of the least remembered presidents of the United States. He served from 1853 to 1857. He's remembered for his failure to heal the divisions and tensions over slavery that would soon lead to the Civil War. What is not widely known is that he served as president with a broken heart. His last son was killed in front of his and his wife's eyes in a train wreck while returning from a family funeral. They had previously lost two other sons. His wife was traumatized by this event. She never recovered. In her grief, she couldn't attend her own son's funeral where 12 of his schoolmates carried his casket. When Pierce was inaugurated on March 4, 1853, he would not swear his oath on the Bible, afraid that God was punishing him for his sins by taking his son. His wife did not attend the ceremony either. All the inaugural balls were canceled. In his inaugural address, he made these heart-wrenching statements. Quote, You have summoned me in my weakness. You must sustain me by your strength. And later he added, Quote, It is a relief to feel that no heart but my own can know the personal regret and bitter sorrow over which I have been born to a position so suitable for others rather than desirable for myself. End quote. In the depth of grief, he got what the disciples felt on Saturday. They were beyond discouraged. They were inconsolable. And Satan delighted, whispering to them, It is finished. It's over. You failed. You cowards ran from him when he needed you most. Their personal failings seemed overwhelming. They were trapped with an enormous sense of incompleteness. All of their light and energy had been drawn from Jesus. They knew that there had to be more to come, but they couldn't see it. They couldn't feel anything but shock and horror and crushing grief over what they'd seen and what they'd done on the previous days. And so they did the only thing they could. They waited. That is what today is about. This is a day of silence, sitting and waiting. That's how it is the morning after. That's how it is the morning after you receive the news. That's how it is the morning after the burial. We wake up and realize that last night's nightmare wasn't just a bad dream. It's a reality that must be faced. Jeremiah captured this day in the beginning of Lamentations, chapter 3. Quote, I am the one who has seen affliction. Under the rod of God's wrath, he has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Against me alone, he turned his hand again and again all day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away and broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me sit in darkness like the dead of long ago. 
He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has put heavy chains on me. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with hewn stones. He has made my paths crooked. Lamentations 3, verses 1 through 9. Even in our shock, we know that God speaks to us from the shadows of life. There is no way through Holy Week other than the path the disciples trod. There is no way to travel from the cross to the resurrection without going through the valley of the shadow of death. And so, we do what the disciples did. We wait. We wonder. We pray that the story is not over. Even in our pain, we listen for the stirring of hope that Jeremiah found in his grief. Quote, The thought of my affliction and my homelessness is wormwood and gall. My soul continually thinks of it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Lamentations 3, 19 through 24.